Welcome to Bulldog Backfield, where I'm taking you back to the field. And on this week's podcast, we have Mr. Paul Gaffney, the man who is on the board and trustees here at TWU, the man who used to play basketball at TWU, the man who is a Harlem Globe trotter, and the man who wants to start charter schools in East Tennessee. But most importantly, he's the father of Evan Gaffney, who's here and also plays basketball for TWU. So we see the apple doesn't fall, you know, far <laughs> from the tree. <laughs> we hope not anyway. <laughs> yes, but welcome to the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Are you enjoying this cold weather? Uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's, it could get worse. <laughs> but you know, the, you know, I'm really proud to be at the show because for someone like you that is stepping out and a former athlete mm -hmm. and doing great things like this, it's very much an honor for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So speaking of athletes, you mm -hmm. used to be an athlete here <laughs> at right. TWU, but I believe at the time, was it called TWC? It was called TWC <laughs> at the time. It was a college at that yes. moment. Yes. So what year did you play, if you don't mind no, it's not a problem. telling everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I came here um, from 87 to 90. Mm -hmm. I left the University of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, they had a coaching change. Um, Eddie Sutton came when Joby Hall was there, so during the, my freshman year mm -hmm. coming, I came and got here. Um, what's funny about the whole situation of me even coming here, I was in, I'm from Kentucky, I'm okay. from a small town in Kentucky, and Dwayne Farmer, the former coach, the legend, yes. came, up, <laughs> came up there to recruit my cousin that was two years older than me, and my best friend that was a year older than me, oh. and we were all real, like brothers, mm -hmm. close friends, and I just happened to be sitting at the um, at the table, and that time I was a, fr a sophomore but I was a Street Smith All-American, okay. you know. During that time, it wasn't the top ESPN 100. Mm -hmm. You had to go read about where you were at at that time. So anyway, he came and um, he was recruiting them. And he just stopped and he looked and he said, you coming to Athens? And I said, um, Athens, <laughs> Georgia? Right. <laughs> what are you? And I said, okay. I said, all right, mm -hmm. fine. And I, I just left it alone at that point. And then... So happened, mm -hmm. situations, everything happened. I ended up here in Athens, Tennessee at okay. TWC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was fortunate enough to make it to TW when it was TWC, and then okay. we experienced the change. So okay. I got a little bit of both worlds. So you got a little old school and new school. Yeah, it's okay, a good okay, little okay, mixture. Okay. So when you were playing basketball, what position did you play, and how was basketball back at that time different from now? Oh, my goodness. Um, I played guard. Okay. I played point guard. Um, actually, I was a swing man. I played one, two, three, oh. and some four. So you a shooter. I, yeah, I, I, I used to do a little bit of everything. Um, I, the basketball from now, from then to now, mm -hmm. is more, it's not as physical. Mm -hmm. It's very finesse driven. Um, it's a lot, of, a lot of things that they do that wouldn't have been able to happen mm -hmm. during my time without coming up with little bumps or bruises. Um, not that it was just all dirty, but it was, you just didn't do certain things at that time. I can hand check you a little bit. Mm -hmm. I can, um, and it was more defense oriented than it is now. Mm -hmm. So now you, everybody just want to shoot threes. Yes. <laughs> so, <I do. laughs> and, and it's, a, it's just a different, it's just a different situation. But if you look at the, at the game, mm -hmm. And see how if you got a mid-range game, um, 
a, a, a serious little post game, they always a little bit better. They always get a little bit extra points because I can hit that mid-range game. I don't rely on the three as much. Yes, you still can shoot the three, and it has opened up the game a lot. It has done, um, made the game a little more exciting, closer in some things. But if you have a different, uh, that mid-range, uh, still can play D, you get yourself on the court. Okay. So how did you become a Harlem Globetrotter? Oh, my God. From uh, Athens, Tennessee from to a Harlem yeah. Globetrotter. Well, my agent, when I, got, when I left school, I had an agent, mm -hmm. and he was in Houston. So I went to Houston. I tell everybody that um, when I went to Houston, uh, my agent brought me, and my wife kept me there. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> <laughs> so we was there for the, about 25 years. But during the time when I left, first left here, um, we used to play in this place called Fondy Rec Center, okay. where like guys that were going pro, guys that like Akeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, Kenny Smith. I mean, just guys, Penny Hardaway. Everybody came down Memphis. to yeah, Memphis. <laughs> Memphis, was Memphis was highly in the, highly in uh, in respect in the in Houston. So like a lot of guys used to come there for summer league and stuff. So you had agents and you had people there always there. Um, I hurt my ankle. I was going to Seattle mm -hmm. SuperSonics as a free uh, free agent. Mm -hmm. Hurt my ankle. I was off about a year almost. But during the time, I met, um, you know, some glow child guys that was playing in the summer league playing, and we gained friends and things of that nature. And uh, the coach seen me play. He said, uh, you know, I like your personality. I like how you play. Won't you come in to um, my uh, uh, training camp? And then if you don't like it, whatever, then you can go somewhere else. So, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, went to the training camp. Um, it was a lot different than what I thought. Because, you know, you think you, the perception is a glow touch. You just spin the ball on your feet. <laughs> and, you know, you throw a fancy pass, you're okay. Mm -hmm. No. I didn't see the ball for like a week and a half. We were on the track. We were training. Um, when we played, we played, we played basketball. We, you had to play because no matter how many times you spin the ball on your finger, the ball still got to go through the hoop. And so it, it was basically what they looked for was, your basketball skills. They look for, you know, what do you bring uh, special? You know, what you can bring special to the team. You know, we had guys from Memphis like Michael Wilson, mm -hmm. Wild Thing was in Guinness Book of World Records dunking 12-4 at the time. Uh, we had guys doing all kind of dunks and could fly all over the gym. And so, you know, you they they used to jump so high they get fly freaking fly miles when they came down. So. You had to bring something special, and, and my specialty was my personality, how I interact with the crowd, and how I interact with people. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a pretty good half-court hook shot <laughs> at the time that I had learned to do, but uh, I, that was my, I mean, that was what I brought to the, to the glow charts that they've seen. Okay, so how many years were you playing with the Hoffman Glow Charters? I played for 15 years. 15 years? Yes, from 93, you weren't probably even born there. 93. <laughs> From 93 to 08. Really? Mm -hmm. So, from 93 to 08, yeah. how was your overall time being on the Globe Trotter? Um, on the scale of 1 to 10? 1 to 10, I uh, didn't like it, but it was good money, or? No, I loved it. I okay. Loved it. I, loved it. I loved it. It was uh, uh, 100 on the scale of 1 to 10. I've been to 93 countries. Wow. Um, I've been on 
almost every TV show from Oprah down to to the, to the Avery show. <laughs> so I, 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 I play basketball with President Mandela, uh, Kings and Queens, uh, anybody that you basically can name at that time. So for me, it was more than just uh, a job. It wasn't a job for me. It was just something I did, you know, something I grew up doing. Um, I think the best part for me and uh, one of the most memorable was I had really two. Okay. Uh, first was playing in front of my grandmother for the first time. Wow. She was in a wheelchair, and we were in Dayton, Ohio, at the Dayton, Dayton Arena. <laughs> and we was playing. I was, you know, messing, crying, messing with people, and I was messing with her. <laughs> She's crying and all that. And <laughs> we playing. And after the game, she got more autographs than me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was getting people to, you know, she was like, well, let me sign. Can you sign? So that was one. The second was, it was with President Mandela. Um, to be in a, we were in a room, we was in the palace, mm -hmm. and we had our backs turned. We thought it was coming in from uh, this angle. Okay. So, but you just heard, you just felt some uh, aura mm. come over you. It's like, who, somebody in here. <laughs> and he came around the corner, and he was, he, he spoke, and he was just nice, and I got good friends with his family. Mm. And um, we were the first professional team to play in the free and democratic South Africa. Wow. Yeah, so then we came back the next year, and it kind of changed my life, my perspective on how I deal with people, fancy. I, I'm really still working on names, okay. but if I see your face, mm -hmm. and I, I can tell you where we've been with all, all of that. Yeah. So the second time we came in, he, um, he came up, he spoke to everybody, he said, how y'all doing? Yeah, did it. Showtime, how you doing? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, did he just say Showtime? He just called my name? <laughs> And it was funny because, you know, somebody of that magnitude to remember your name and, and that you did something that put put a um, put your name in his in his memory bank for you to for him to remember when he see you was very special to me. Um, especially for all the things that he has done and you know, this is this his name is worldwide. Yeah. You know, you think of President Mandela, you it, it's not really too many people that don't know him. Right. <laughs> so to have that to have that effect, that kind of uh, made my game a lot easier when I met with people, you know. And then I, I knew how to like that little bit to make everybody feel as special as possible at that time. Like that's great. Yeah. So coming from the Harlem Globetrotters mm -hmm. and moving to the Board of Trustees here oh. at TWU, how was that? Oh, uh, let me go now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it is again. It's another honor that this basketball and sports has brought. Um, I probably wouldn't have been here if I didn't the things that was accomplished in my life in that time. Um, being a part of the board. Being a, a minority in on the board, mm -hmm. um, not only that, it's an honor, but I know it's a it's a a manner that I got to hold up because we have young African Americans that are here that I know when we were here was not looked upon as much or asked what was going on or how do you feel or how being in a area that wasn't too much catered mm. for African-Americans at the time, I know that I have a responsibility to make sure that 
not only your needs as African American, but needs of Hispanics, Asians, or any other minority that comes on this campus. Um, and I think that, and that I hold in a high regard. Yes. So how long have you been on the Board of Trustees here? This has been, ooh, I don't know. How, this, is, <laughs> this has been, this is my third year. Okay. I'm going in probably my last, my last year, and hopefully I can continue on for another term. Um, that part of it, and that, you know, really is just it, to be able to represent not only myself, my family, but, you know, what, 30 Ten percent of this of us on campus, so it's it's great. Yeah. So with all these accomplishments, mm -hmm. you're still out here trying to accomplish more things. <laughs> so I hear that you're trying to start a charter schools in East Tennessee. How did you conjure up the plan or even the thought of doing something like that? Well, you know, I just had to tell it how it is. And um, in '99, I woke up. Not December in '99, um, I woke up and it was. Sports and education. I was like, sports and education? God, what are you talking about? I'm trying to put this, you know, put these things together. So I was still playing, traveling. Um, so we put things, just finally manifested to now where I can be able to explain it, be able to know where it needs to go. Uh, you know, you have to put it on paper. And then, you know, I'm not trying to get too religious mm. or, or okay. biblical, but you know, in Rebecca, you you have to, you put it on tables, and once they see it, they'll run. So it has to be real to you. Um, so to answer your question, yes, it's a it's a charter school to be the first of its kind in the nation. It's a team. It's called Teams um, Charter School for Sports Enthusiasts that we deal with the careers in sports, from okay. sports medicine, sports marketing, sports communication. Wow. This uh, <laughs> sports uh, nutrition things that society really doesn't show you what sports really are, mm -hmm. and the acronym for for teams is technology, engineering, athletics, mathematics, and science, mm -hmm. where we're taking the concepts of STEM and viewing them through the lenses of athletics. Mm -hmm. So we're building that. So once they get out of college, everybody's not going to. You know, WNBA or playing, they, well, they didn't have a professional volleyball team yet. No. So, <laughs> so they're not going there, but what are you going to do afterwards? Because as you being a three-time sports person, you know, that's been embedded to you for, for all your life. So sports is just there. Now you're able to express yourself in the communications piece of it and still be in the sports world. So that's what we want to show them at a young age to give them a avenue of saying, okay, if you want to be in sports, that's fine. Yes, everybody, the professional league is definitely somewhere you want to go. But if you don't go, what happens? Right. What you do? What's your avenue? So we pre we're presenting that. Uh, we also are having a part of a post-grad. We're going to have a post-grad school. Um, that's basically the gap year of high school and college. If you didn't finish high school or if you finish high school and you kind of in the between, like I might not be strong enough or I might not have my ACTs or I might not have enough grades or I just need another year to to mature. Um, so we're filling those gaps also. Um, and then we, and on, with on this campus, we're going to be able to host different sporting events. Yeah, we'll be able to host almost close to 18 to 20 different sporting events or 
different sport types in the whole on the whole campus. So we're trying to do something that, and that brings on the economic development mm-hmm. for the area that we're in. So a little bit, I try not to say too much yet. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, 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 still supposed to be undercover, but yeah. I know your show blows up, so it's it's out there a little bit. Yes, well. That's great. That's amazing. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on my show. Mm. I just, I'm lost for words. That's yeah. so great what you want to do because I don't think no one else has even thought to do that. That's, um, y'all, y'all heard it right there. Yeah. Y'all hear some more. Just, I hope you guys tune in next Thursday on Bulldog Backfield where I'm taking you back to the field. Can I have one more thing though? Yes. Yes. When when we finish it up and we can able to tell it, I want to come back on your show okay. and really present it so you can have Got the first you. right on that. Yeah. Y'all heard that, so y'all definitely got to tune back in when he comes back. See you guys. Peace.